This is PRN, Progressive Radio Network. I'm John LaBelle, your host, and you'll find us here on the Progressive Radio Network at prn.fm every Monday at 10 a.m. That's 10 a.m. Eastern U.S. time since we're totally global. <laughs> you'll have to check. I Years ago, I was in Bali, which is literally, I think, halfway around the world. And so I would go to this. It was nothing there. You know, it was just a Buddhist retreat on the beach. But there was a sort of a transmitter station where I'd go to make a phone call at uh, 9 in the morning, and I would reach someone at 9 at night in New York. So it could be anytime, <laughs> anywhere. And you'll catch uh, dozens of our back shows in our archive at visionaries.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, and this show will be there probably by tomorrow. And our special guest today is Raymond Storms. Raymond is a Reiki-certified psychic empath who's able to see, hear, and feel energy. And you'll find him at RaymondStorms.com. So, Raymond, what is Reiki and what is an empath? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, John. So, Reiki, you know, is a very individual thing. Uh, In a nutshell, for me, um, Reiki, everyone has energy right everyone has chi what reiki does is reiki allows you um after you've gotten your attunement to tap into the universal chi so tapping into the energy in the air in plants and then using that to help assist uh and balance the energy field in people's bodies so would i imagine correctly that it's like you're giving somebody a massage but not touch, touching them because it's all energy. Yes, and sometimes you, uh, you sometimes I do touch people. Um, it just depends. Like if, if I feel that I need to touch someone, my hand will start to vibrate and tingle in a way and get really hot. Everyone has their kind of unique uh, formula and technique with, with uh, Reiki, which makes it very interesting. And to answer empath... Well, let's just stay yeah, on Reiki sure. for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so why would I see a Reiki healer? What, what is it? How is it different from yoga or meditation? Or for what would I do it? What would I get from it? What's it all about? Yeah. Uh, So Reiki for me is a tool to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. So people, um, well, I can just say some of my clients that I see, uh, people that suffer from depression, um, anxiety, um, people that are ill. I have uh, clients that are suffering from terminal cancer, people with various addictions. You know, there's a whole uh, plethora of reasons of, of why people come, but pretty much it's it's to um, kind of cleanse and balance your energy field. Hmm. 
So, okay, so we'll get back to that, but so what's an empath? So an empath is, uh, so there's a difference between someone who is empathic, right, who who feels, you know, for someone, and then an empath. An empath is someone that um, I believe is here to help remind people that, you know, we're not a machine, we have a heart, to connect back in and um, to really plug into our heart space and to get more heart-centered. And empaths feel a lot um, stronger than the average person. And how is that different from being a psychic? So empaths feel um, things such as, you know, they can feel undercurrents of saying, you know, where the typical person may not know Something is, is uh, you know, bubbling underneath, if you will. Someone's really angry or they're suppressing or something's really going on. Empaths can kind of feel that energetically. A psychic is someone who um, can feel things in different, there's many different ways, or I should say different psychics, right? There's... Um, you know, what I kind of do is in a sense of a mediumship type of psychic. Um, but psychic for me, it kind of all blends together, to be quite honest. Um, but a psychic is someone that can kind of get messages, either through guides, through spirit, um, something from the other side where they have kind of an inner knowing. So say an empath can feel something going on, right? Something's going on uh, with this person on an emotional basis, a psychic can kind of, depending on the psychic, can kind of have some information on how to move that or where it came from mm. or as opposed to just knowing it's there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does, uh, I imagine if you're a certified Reiki Therapist, you mm -hmm. went through some process. Yes. How do you become an empath? Is does one is one born that way, or does one become that way? Or so so an empath is someone that is born that way, and usually empaths come in groups. So um, a sibling or a parent, or sometimes a, you know the the. Both parents or all the siblings can be empaths. So how did they it tend to come in clusters. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I discovered and found out that I was an empath uh, a few years ago with during um, deep meditation. I really started to go into meditation. I had this French guy in one of my um, yoga classes in New York City say, if you really want to change your life, Meditate, And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finally took him up on the offer, and he said, meditate um, for 20 minutes a day. So when I first started, like most people, three minutes felt like three hours. And I could not quiet my mind. And then I started to really realize, whoa, there's something here. Why, why is it so difficult to sit with myself, right? So being in the meditation kind of similar to someone who experiences runner's high, and you you can't really explain it unless you've had that runner's high, right? And runners are like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're like 
wanting to get that that high. Um, during the meditation, I went somewhere so deep that I just felt like I was somewhere else. I didn't feel the ground. I went so internal, and I had this really incredible experience with this energy where I felt like there was an egg that cracked on my third mm-hmm. eye energetically and my whole body was shaking which I found out later was like an upgrade you know and uh, like an energy upgrade so after thinking you know being raised so Catholic, you're upgrading to system 10.4 exactly <laughs> so what it is is now and I'm I will I will connect all the dots. You know, now doing this, I realize it's like releasing fear and upgrading more into love, which is the, you know, the the most powerful energy frequency. So with that, I started to feel things and that's when I started to be able to see here and feel on a deeper level. I was always empathic. I always felt, you know, a lot of empaths, they, they're they the ones that people in their circle will come to for advice, you know, or to, oh, you know, you're always wise. You always know certain things. So during this process, after thinking, you know, being raised very Catholic, and I thought I was being possessed, <laughs> uh-huh. I went to um, uh, uh like a hear, uh, like a healer, to sort out what was going on because it was really overwhelming in the beginning. Um, it was actually difficult to get outside for some time because it was just like everything was on full volume, full blast. <clears throat> so I went to this metaphysical healer, and she said, "Oh, you're an empath," and I was like, "What the heck is an empath?" You know, this was all new for me and she was explaining empaths are here to help assist with the universe and helping to kind of move humans forward like you know evolving more into the heart space cool Mm -hmm. so what are um uh can you describe some of your clients uh not identifying them but what kind of uh problems to what kind of people have and what can you do for them yeah absolutely um so i have all when i first started uh with this i said okay if i am going to do this i am not going to turn anyone away until i at least give it a go and try to help them because you know i had no idea uh you know, I just knew that I was having this calling to do this, and I'll share with that later. That is a very interesting s- story of, like, realizing that I have to do this. And I said, I'm not going to turn anyone away until I give it a shot. So when I first started, people were coming with, you know, depression, uh, having trouble sleeping, and really what I described doing kind of like um, acupuncture, Right where you're you're tapping into like the meridian lines and 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 the the whole kind of connection and the chi of the of the human body, I'm doing that. And there's different layers. There's like the emotional body. There's the pain body. There's the spiritual body. And if you almost think of like layers of an onion, 
I can tap into different layers. So depending on those layers, it could be uh, trauma that someone experienced, abuse as a child, um, getting hit by a car, right? And and uh, this one client, even though you know their their body knows that they are no longer you know in harm's way the mind keeps replaying that trauma so it's it's like signaling that fear and pumping that fear almost like fight or flight into the body so i can pick up on that and help assist people in flushing out trauma mm. So pretty much it's it's creating like a flow, a balance, um, and really smoothing out any dis-ease. Mm. Yeah. So um, uh, just to let our audience know, our guest today is Raymond Storms, who's uh, a Reiki therapist and an empath, and we're talking about what that is. But <clears throat> the way I got to know Raymond is he's a student of my wife, uh, Alyssa Grimaldi, who is an opera voice teacher. So, Raymond, you also sing popular music, operatic music, and do Mm -hmm. stand-up performance. Yes, I do. So tell us about that world and how it relates to your psychic world. Yes, absolutely. So, Alyssa, who's a a fantastic voice teacher in New York City, um, you know, the human voice is very, very powerful. It's one of the, the most powerful frequencies. That's why we get so moved when we hear something, you know, really beautiful music that's really heartfelt because it's it's reminding us about what's truly important, right? And it just instantly connects us to our heart space. You know, it penetrates all the guards. Um, so... I feel that it's been really amazing working with the voice and going through, you know, being in some of the top conservatories in the world in that training because the human voice is the throat chakra, for example, is connected to your identity. It's who you are. And Mm. many people have a lot of hang-ups with their voice. They don't like the sound of their voice. Oh, I can't sing. I don't have this. They're very, very critical on their voice. And your voice is like a fingerprint, a vibrational fingerprint of what you bring Mm. into this world. So what I really love, um, kind of molding the two worlds together is realizing that through my technical training um, with opera and with the voice, I can help free people up. Because from what I have discovered through doing this work and through my guides and, and just messages that I get, the jaw is the drawbridge to your heart space. And if you think many people hold anger, bitterness, frustration, rage in their jaw, Mm. many people suffer from TMJ, they grit their teeth, you know, in the night. And just think about it, when you feel that you're not being heard, or you're frustrated, you know, we have the tendency to clench our teeth and kind of fume, right? So what I... Uh, help people sort of, do. sort of the way I am at 
where I teach college. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so many people can relate to that. So what I help people do is to allow the jaw to relax and open. And really what that's doing is that's allowing the throat chakra to open into a place of this is me. I give myself permission to be seen. I give myself permission to be heard. And then it lands on the heart space. So I really help people um, to connect to their heart space, and the voice is a crucial part of that. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go back to this empath and psychic. How <coughs> um, most of us on some level are materialists, mm-hmm. <coughs> and we see the world is made up of... Um, matter and energy, and we have, uh, human beings have evolved a big brain, so it uh, processes information Mm -hmm. and we perceive the world, but uh, maybe there are totally other structures of how reality is put together. How do you, you know, what does reality look like? You know, <laughs> that's that's a that's a tough question. You know, because I think it. Uh, let me looks just like interrupt. Different. Yeah, in my teaching, um, I teach history of architecture. Right. And so we'll look at uh, Gothic cathedrals. We'll look at Buddhist stupas. We'll look at uh, Renaissance and modern architecture, and then we look at the worldviews that these imply. So you know, like, what is the cosmos for the materialist? And it's matter, energy, and the laws of physics. And uh, consciousness is something that happens as a result of firing of neurons. For Christians, the cosmos is God, human, and um, uh, their time is very real. It was all created, it'll all Mm -hmm. end. And for the Buddhists, it's always been, and the fundamental underlying material of the universe is the interrelated consciousness of all beings. Mm-hmm. And then the trick is to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, these are very other notions of what the world is. Yeah. And so I think, you know, a lot of us walk around with these other notions, but they don't get articulated very well. So I'll give you a chance to articulate yeah. it. Well, <laughs> that, that's tough. I will say I think there's elements of truth in all of that. And, you know, it, it really depends upon perspective, you know, and perception um, on the world to kind of shape what reality is. I will say I really feel things vibrationally. I definitely know for me that there is things on the other side because I feel them all the time. Uh You know, I, um, I, I, I really love that. I will say one of my favorite things is when I see a client... Right. I ask them a few questions. I have kind of a formula. So I make the specialty, uh, usually with organic gender and turmeric and different things that I tune in. Of course, I ask if they have any allergies. And then I'll ask people, what are the five things you want in your life and the emotion attached to it, which is very important. And then what... Um, are the things that you feel are holding you back either emotionally or physically. So I know emotions play a big part in reality because many people are searching for, oh, I'm looking for that partner. I want 
you know, a million dollars. I want this dream job. Why? How is that going to make you feel? And like most of us, people want to feel safe. They want to feel loved. Um, They want to be seen. They want to be heard. Now, going into, so those questions, what that does is, when I have people answer what they want and what's holding, like what they feel is holding them back, where they're holding pain in their body, it creates like an energetic pendulum. So I start to feel what's going on, what's holding them back. Then the next question I ask, which is one of my favorites, is do you have a belief system? Do you believe in it, in anything? And you know, many people will say, no, I don't believe in God. What I have realized and come to believe through doing this work is everyone believes in something. So whether people admit it or not is many people have fear as their God because that is what's controlling their life. And it's what holds them back from doing all of these things that they're here to do. Mm. Um, I have people that say they're Buddhist, and what I love is many people say, I don't know, I've never really thought about it. And it fascinates me that people don't really think about this. So through the session, I say, are you open? Are you open to something coming through? Because my job as a healer is not to impose a belief system on someone. My practice is based on unconditional love, so it's releasing the conditions placed upon. So what's really amazing is so many people have a spiritual awakening during this, and they say, oh my gosh, I felt something on the other side that I I can't explain. So I, I I really love that, and I love to plant these kind of seeds with people of like, give it some thought, like what, what are you really thinking? And if you, cause what happens is so many people walk through life unconscious, right? And when you're conscious, you come into the state of presence and that's where all the magic happens. So uh, three things yeah. uh, there. So the first one is, uh, <coughs> what are some of the things people you say when you ask them about their belief systems? What are some things people say? Yeah. Um, you know, many people that see me, um, you know, have been through a lot of traumatic experience as many of us have, you know, an absentee father, you know, abuse, trauma. So that really shifts the belief system because, you know, many people say, well, how can there be a God if there's all this war and violence, you know, and, and, you know, that's a loaded question on its own. Um, and what I help people to do is release the anger and release the pain. And in that space, there is a, a, a window, there is a door for spirit to come in. Cool. Yeah. And then you, you know, the first thing you, you said, you asked uh, your clients, what are five things you yes. want? What are some examples of what yeah. people say so so just going back to what you you uh, asked me about with the the um spiritually something that i love that i will say when people get quiet meditation is so crucial i i highly recommend it i have all my clients um meditate that's part of the 
the the the pact if you want to work with me after working with me i put people on like a two-week trial of meditation then they can i kind of let them float you know doggy paddle around and then say all right once you get your bearings see where you're at then you know check in and we can we can have some questions something that i love is when people get quiet with themselves i've had people say I don't know what I think. And I say, okay, close your eyes and breathe. Take a few breaths. So many people walk around holding their breath and uh, it signals fear. So when you actually give yourself to breathe, think about it in some shape or form, every living thing breathes and breath equals life. So they start to breathe and I have these people that are so anxious, they feel like their life is falling apart. They're like, I can't handle another, you know, bomb in my life. They'll get really quiet and they will come out with the most profound statements. I believe life is about love and evolution of love. This is a client recently that said this. And this is someone that was like, I don't know what to do. Just this wisdom from like, they tap into this well of wisdom that they, we all have and we all possess. Life is about um, the evolution of love and sharing our stories. And through um, helping each other and being compassionate, we we help everyone rise up in love and after they said this cool. they just started crying because cool. they were like i don't even know where that came from i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. uh, describe something very materialist but yeah. i think interesting yeah uh i'm not sure the author's name but there's a book called the four hour work week okay now it's not the four hour work day <laughs> yeah. it's four hour work week okay i think it's tim ferris but i'm not yeah, sure yeah. and he couldn't find a publisher, and I think he self-published or whatever, and it became a mega bestseller. And uh, he can do anything. He says, you want to be a champion martial artist? You can do it in three months. Um, you want to be a, a great chef? Three months. Yeah. Uh, and he brought a major cookbook, yeah. um, you know, how to be a great chef. And he, he's done all these things, you know, martial art. Like you go off to Brazil and enter a tango competition and win. Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> you, <know? laughs> yeah. you figure out what it's really all about. Yeah. And so one of the ones is, well, you want to be rich. Why would you want to be rich? So I can own a Lamborghini. Well, why do you want to own a Lamborghini? So you can drive it. Well, you can get a job at a car service where people are getting their car delivered from L.A. to New York. They'll pay you to drive a Lamborghini from L.A. to New York. You can drive a Lamborghini. You don't have to get rich. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to own it. You don't have to be responsible for it. Exactly. So if you figure out what you really want, there may be ways you can actually do it without the complications that usually have you hung up. That's what it's all about. And you you were asking what people say for the five things that they want. And that's exactly that that leads right into what I was going to say. Many people don't realize, but they operate out of a sense of obligation. Hmm. So whether that's culturally, the pressure from society, through family, from themselves, all of the above, right? Even friends. I'll have 
people say the five things. And imagine if I were a genie and I was saying I was going to grant you five wishes, what would you want, right? You know, I'm just going extreme with this. I have clients say, I want to uh, be a doctor. And I say, why? So I can make my parents happy. So it's so it's so much out of uh, obligation. I want to. Find I, I would worry about being that doctor's patient, yeah, right? <laughs> but this is so common. I I want to find a partner. Why? So that I feel whole. Now you have to feel whole before. I would be nervous about being that person's partner. Exactly. <laughs> so it, this kind of goes into what you were just talking about. Let's get to the root, and that's where the emotion comes into. What do you really, really want? I want to, even with, with people with money, I'm like, what's the emotion atta- emotional attachment? How, what, how would you feel emotionally if you had money? And so many people have hang, you know, hang-ups with, with money, and they're super apologetic about it, right? Like anything, it's the intention behind it, you know? They say, oh, you know, I'll be able to, you know, pay rent on time. So after digging and getting to the root, they'll feel abundant. They'll feel safe. They'll feel supported. That's something that will have a positive effect in all aspects of their life. So it's really um, profound work. And it's amazing to see people um, shift, I mean, literally before my eyes, literally before my eyes. Yeah. It's funny. I have some people that, you know, say, I feel like you you performed an exorcism on me because there's something that left. And, you know, I feel that everything is energy, you know, so it's all about, you know, I believe love feeds on love and fear feeds on fear. So that's one of the biggest things that I teach. You know, love is all compassion, passion, love, peace, joy, fear, anger, jealousy, hatred, rage, bitterness. So the bitterness needs more bitterness, and it needs to keep feeding on that and all the reasons why it should be bitter. And what people don't realize is bitterness is having an all-you-can-eat buffet on their behalf because that's where they're sending their energy to but when they free themselves so this is something i teach as well the ego seeks score the what score the ego seeks score in the you sense like of points yeah so I, this is how i always think of it the ego seeks justice and what's right or wrong and the amount of times this person has betrayed me this is why i should keep this anger red hot But the powerful thing is forgiveness, which is, uh, you know, so many different religions talk about forgiveness. And this is where these elements of truth, I, I will say, yes, forgiveness is one of the most powerful things we possess as human beings. Because the forgiveness seeks one thing and one thing only, peace. So I was, um, I think something similar to that. I was studying Tai Chi many years ago, and Mm -hmm. a dispute came up in the studio. And somebody had done something with the form that, uh, you know, the master finally said that wasn't right. Mm 
And the person explaining it put it really well. He said, everybody does the best they can. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do the worst they can. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when I have a disagreement with someone, you know, I have to realize they're doing the best they can. Yeah. And uh, if I'm unable to convince them, make it go my way, that's my failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe next time I can do better. Yeah. And that's the best I can do. And this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. That's exactly it. And what what I also teach, um, you know, people that I work with, and in general, when I when I, you know, give speeches and, and lectures and things on the on the energy work is, we're all products of our environment of our childhood, right? So many times, <clears throat> when I have clients that they say, my father's emotionally numb, right? I'll say, okay, talk to me about his father. Oh, he was emotionally numb. Uh, You weren't allowed to talk about feelings. It was literally not allowed. So you were, you know, and, and I hear all these stories and people say, oh, well, that was the time where they, they were so busy trying to find food for the family and this that was a emotions were considered a luxury right like you you just didn't talk about it so what i encourage people going back to the the idea of forgiveness is forgiveness isn't about saying it was right or just what happened abuse violence neglect but you're not allowing it to have that double-edged sword anymore because anger cuts both ways and many fearful um energies do hatred cuts both ways right so when you free yourself up it takes someone with a lot of courage to break the cycle breaking the cycle of abuse of neglect and this is what i really um love seeing uh people that just stand up and go against the grain and what's really powerful about that is they end up blessing like their whole family because energy has its own language so when you give yourself permission to be enough right which is huge right i am enough when you give yourself permission to actually stand in that frequency, you give everyone permission to do the same that comes in your energetic field. Mm. And then they have a choice whether, you know, because it's all about choice, right? It's free will. So anyone that comes in, but a lot of times people say, there's something different about this person. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the, they'll start to ask and they'll say, something's going on. There's a lot of positive energy around and it's, it it opens up a conversation, you know, right. and these clients that have had, you know, parents that were neglectful or whatever, what's really beautiful is after they forgive them, they'll, they'll reach out to me and say, you know, my, my mother, uh, asked if we could go to coffee and said, you know, I was thinking about you as a child and maybe I didn't do everything right but you know it was it was what i know and it's amazing how again energy has its own language you know 
people feel that because it's energy, right? Great. Yeah. So this is uh, John LaBelle. You're listening to Visionaries on the Progressive Radio Network, PRN.FM. My guest today is Raymond Storms. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, should they just go to your website and that'll steer them? Uh, RaymondStorms.com or, you know, they could email me rmstorms at gmail.com. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what? Uh, tell us about what else you do and how it all ties together. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the funny story that connects to to your wife, Alyssa. So, you know, Alyssa's into all this stuff, energy work and everything. So she asked me if I would go with her to the psychic medium that was coming to the Open Center in New York City, um, who is this famous psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson. I believe she resides in Long Island. And she had, a few years ago, a New York Times bestselling book about being a psychic empath and she was also a school teacher and how the two lives ended up kind of you know she was ended up being outed right and (laughs) you know as a (laughs) psychic um, medium but how she was really resisting it for so long because she thought it was a curse and in the book she kind of talks about how you know we all have intuitive gifts so she was having the seminar and now it's really beautiful she helps a lot of people um a lot of parents heal uh from children that have taken their lives Mm. and feeling the kids come from the other side and you know say i'm okay and you know sharing things that they didn't you know that there's no way she would know you know, mm-hmm. really validating. And it's amazing because now they do all these tests to see, you know, like like you have to almost be vetted to, to you can get like a, cert, a certification. As a yes, as a, yeah, for what she was doing helping these parents. Yeah. So uh, I'm at the seminar with Alyssa. It's completely sold out. And I'm like, I'm just going to go and see, you know, how it is. Well, uh, really high pitch frequency just came into the room. So when I feel high pitch frequency, that means it's something on the other side, like with a really mm. high vibration. So uh, usually like somebody's guide or an angel, which is really interesting. It makes my ears buzz almost like when you're on a plane and, and it like shifts right. altitude, you know. So going back to the story. Uh, so what do you think is in the room right now? Uh, it could be your guide, my guide. Yeah, it's oh, it's great. definitely something, and it came in on the upper right hand side. Oh. It's always something positive. Yeah. Right. So now I, I like it starts to energy has its own language, right? So it's like the same way children, you know, are learning how to say, you know mom dad or this i've had to learn this different language and when i hear this energetic buzz like that frequency it's a positive thing Mm. so back to the story yes so back to the story so laura lynn jackson is giving this a seminar on it's an all-day thing on how we all have intuitive gifts. So she's making it very clear that she's not giving one-on-one readings. But of course, when there's a psychic medium coming in, you just see everyone waiting for her to like, 
look and try to corner her and say, tell me my grandmother's okay. Tell me, like you could just feel the desperate, like everyone was just desperate to kind of like get her in a corner and beg her to, you know, spill the beans on someone that passed. So she had us doing this, uh, and this is when my third eye had um, opened fairly recently so i'm i'm waking up at night and i'm i'm hearing uh a voice tell me don't let people's energy stick to you let it flow like air and water and i'm like going to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and i'm like all right all right all right i'll let it flow through like air and water i'll be right back i don't talk in my sleep so i am like what the heck is going on so I'm talking to your wife, Alyssa, about this. And, of course, she loves this stuff. So she invited me to this um, seminar. And Laura Jackson's talking about auras. And see if you can allow your aura to shift out one feet, one foot, two feet, three feet. And I'm like, okay. All of a sudden, I feel my aura, like, rippling out of the open center and like I'm feeling it like really really extend far and my body is shaking very similar to when my third eye opened now she's saying call it back and move it and I'm feeling all this stuff and it's like I've never tried any of this stuff you know so she had us do this Deepak Chopra meditation and it was like an I am meditation you're to say I am your first name, your last name, then I am your first name, I am I. And it's kind of allowing your energy to flow out and then come back. And at some point, who you are at your core is supposed to present itself. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Well, out of like this bubbly spring that I could like physically see with my eyes closed, the word healer came up and I was like what because I'm thinking okay healers are extinct like dinosaurs you know I think of you know in the Bible healers healing people you know Jesus this kind of stuff well she's asking if anyone has uh, a reaction that they want to talk about so one lady stands up and she said oh I felt a vibrational buzz in my pinky Meanwhile, she's looking at me, and I'm flapping around like a seal. Like, I feel like I am not going to have control of my body. I'm thinking I am going to pee myself, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. And she's looking at me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. She's like, I need to talk to you. So she says, okay, I I know I said I wasn't going to give anyone a reading, but I need to talk to you, and I need to see you. I have a message from the other side for you. So your wife, being the character that she is, says, take my book and ask her to sign it. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I don't want to wait in a line with all these people. So I talked to her on the side, and she says, now, mind you, I have not said what word came up. So there's no way she knew what, what I felt and what I saw. And she said, oh, my gosh, can I give you a hug? I'm so excited for you. I'm like, what is going on? She said, do you know you're a healer and you've been a healer in all your past lives? And it's going to come back in different modalities. You need to see people right away and you need to just make professional business cards. 
That's how it started. And she said, it's going to be word of mouth. Two to three years, you're going to be traveling like me, doing seminars. And that's been about 16 months. And she was right on the money. It just, word of mouth. I help one person, the sister-in-law calls. I help. It's It's been hysterical. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, wow, what else should we talk about? We have about five more minutes. If you want, I can uh, let you feel a little of the Reiki energy, and you can kind of let viewers describe what you're feeling or not feeling. So I'm sitting here. What do I do? So what I'm going to do, can I move this mic over towards you? So what I'll do is I will start to kind of tap into my energy field. And then you can allow your hands to kind of hover above my hands and just see if you start to feel, feel a breeze coming up. heat or magnetic. Cool any breeze coming up. Mm-hmm. So the AC isn't on. Yeah, it's too noisy. <laughs> get it fixed. <laughs> so can you feel almost like um, a corner? I'll let you describe Oh, just a cool breeze yep. coming up. So now I'm going to shift my intention into something and tell me if you feel any change. Uh, I feel the cool breeze go away mm-hmm. and more of a... Now it's back again. Mm-hmm. No, I don't... It, it feels similar. And now putting your hands together, I'm going to kind of put your hands in my energetic field and see if you feel anything. I'm not good at this. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fine. Just, it's, it's no, you know. Uh, I feel like an energy just going through my two hands. Mm -hmm. But there isn't anything specific about it. So some people will feel heat. Some people will feel like a buzz. I just feel a cool breeze. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because some people feel cooling sensation others feel heat they feel like electricity Mm. i'm going to describe something else yeah and that is um i'm very interested in creativity yes and in my own work there are a few things that i've done over Mm -hmm. the decades Mm -hmm. a major um sculptural exhibit or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. and i recall struggling with there's not a focused idea. You know, I'm doing different iterations, and then it clicks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, so to me, that's my spiritual discipline. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and, he, you know, I can't make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but I know what I need to do. There's no guarantee it'll happen, mm-hmm. but I need to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to gather the material I have to do the, just put it down. Usually it's writing, sometimes it's sculpture. Um, Just put it down, it'll be messy, it's unfocused, leave it alone for a few days, go back. See, I I had an idea, and this certainly doesn't express it. i got to fix this. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it clicks. Yeah. And for me, that's my, uh, what I like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And where you set your intention, energy follows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also takes the um, doing the work, of course, of the uh, 
you know, gathering the original material uh, and then having the uh, energy to do inept initial manifestations of Mm -hmm. it and then working back and forth. And then if I'm lucky, then at some point it'll click. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, um, uh, to me, that's being in touch with a transcendent realm. Absolutely. That that click came from. Absolutely. So um, tell us uh, again, uh, my guest is Raymond Storms. Tell us what you do, and uh, we'll wrap up. Yes, so I'm a... Reiki Psychic Empath, I specialize in in, um, blockages uh, with people, and I help people um, all over, you know, mainly in New York City, but also through Skype, and just helping them to remove the conditions and tapping into unconditional love. And people can get in touch with you through... through, my email rmstorms s t o r m s at gmail dot com or raymondstorms.com, my website. Great, Raymond. Thank you. This is John Lobel. You've been listening to Visionaries on prn.fm. See you again next Monday. Thank you. <laughs>